if our veterans would stand one more time, please. Just one more time. I want y'all to turn and look at these guys. Y'all can take a good look at them. The liberty that we have today, the privilege that we have to come into a place of worship freely and honor our God the way we see fit is their legacy that they have given to us. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of our heart. Some of you have never seen battle, but you were ready to go to battle. And we appreciate each and every one of you. And we just want you to know we love you, and we respect you, and we honor you on this day. Again, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Amen. I want to talk to you just a little bit about about what it is to be a soldier, to be a faithful soldier. When we, when we look at, uh, at our soldiers and, and we see, you know, there's, there's a lot of soldiers that didn't come back. We're going to honor them on Memorial Day. There's a lot of soldiers that were prisoners of war. There's a lot of soldiers that have never been accounted for. I saw uh, not too long ago where there was a Vietnam soldier that had been listed as missing in action for years was found. And he decided that he didn't want to come back to America. He had adjusted to Vietnam and he just kind of became a recluse and lived there. And they actually found the man. And I don't remember his name, but a lot of scars have been given to a lot of our veterans who have served in war. We have so many homeless veterans that live under bridges, live out under the stars, and they, their, their psychological mindset has been destroyed by what they saw in war. There's been a, a lot of men and women who suffered from warfare. What it takes to be a faithful soldier it is the plain duty of the soldier as he would approve himself, faithful to himself and to his country, to be temperate, brave, and virtuous, being ready for every tour of duty and every enterprise to which he is called by his commanding officer. That is the soldier the faithful soldier. We have seen and heard and read and all of these things about what it was like for some of them in wartime, how they faced the enemy, they survived facing the enemy, and a lot of their comrades did not survive. We have heard horror stories. We have seen a lot of things from these men. The video that we showed a while ago, my favorite one, is where the elderly man was sitting in a wheelchair and his reflection was on the Vietnam Memorial. They still weep for each other. Yeah. 
We have very few. We probably don't have any of our World War I veterans left. And if we have any of our World War II, I think I heard where the last one died a year or so ago. I don't know if there's any other besides that one that are left. We have many from the Korean conflict. We have many from the Vietnam conflict. And now we have them from the Middle East, from Iraq, Afghanistan. We have troops on the ground. They don't talk about them a lot right now. They're in Syria, they're in Lebanon, and they're in Israel. We have people in harm's way right now. What are they there for? Because they've been called to duty. They've been called to serve what they deem as a righteous cause. A righteous cause to protect their friends and their family back home. Every one of them. They don't do it for our government. They don't do it for political reasons. They do it because they're our sons and daughters. And they do it because they love their families. And they do it because they want to preserve our right to live as free people. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. And, and, and you know what is so sad? Is that people at home need to realize that their freedom ain't free. People at home need to realize that they have something to smile about. They've got something to be happy about. They've got something to be glad about. Because we have men and women who stand before us who are ready to defend us with their very lives. You know what? We mumble and grumble about everything. Whine, complain, gripe. And there they stay. Ready to give you the right to do that. God help us. God help us. We need to set aside all issues on this day. We need to honor our veterans. We need to honor their legacy. We need to honor them with joy. I'll read to you from the scripture from 2 Timothy chapter 2, uh, verse 3 and 4. This was what the Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that wore entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. We are all soldiers in that way. We're not soldiers in the military. We're not soldiers in uniform. But we, as the people of God, are the soldiers of Jesus Christ. Amen. We are the soldiers of Jesus Christ. What does it mean to be a soldier of the cross? A Christian who is, listen to these things, committed. Committed. Are you committed to Jesus Christ today? Are you a faithful soldier? Are you a good soldier? Are you ready to be called to arms by Him? 
Amen. He's never going to call you to kill. He's never going to call you to strike someone. He's never going to call you for those things. He's going to call you into battle because there is a fierce battle going on. It's not with flesh and blood. It's with powers and principalities of the air. It's with evil and darkness. And they, we see the evil and the darkness hovering over our nation, coming inside our churches. We see that, and He is calling for the faithful soldier that is His to stand up for His righteous cause, to proclaim truth, to proclaim His glory, to praise how great He is. And we would not be able to do that if it weren't for Him and what He has done for us. We are soldiers of the cross of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And we are called to be committed. We are called to be faithful. And we are called to follow Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I saw a thing, you know, in, in our military, the powers that be, the ones that make all the decisions, they stand in the background. While the young men, they send them into battle. They tell them where to go, where to shoot, what to do. What, but they stand back way off and watch it. <coughs> you know, in Israel right now, if you'll look at any of their news, not our news, their news, they'll tell you about colonels, majors, that are losing their lives over there in that conflict. Do you know why that is? Because they don't stand behind their men. They stand in front of their men. They never ask their men to go where they have not been or where they're not willing to go. And they go in front. Listen to me. You know where that comes from? In Israel, that's God's chosen people. You know what? To be a soldier of the cross, we're not asked to go where our Savior has not been already. Amen. We're not asked to do what He hadn't done already. Amen. We're not asked to put up with what He hadn't put up with already. Right. We're not asked to do anything that He has not already experienced for us. And He has been victorious. And that's why we must follow Him into the battle that we're in. Right. And quit listening to ourselves. Amen. Amen. You remember what we read while ago about the good soldier? He would approve himself. We are to approve ourselves to God, to our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. At salvation, we, you know, we, we used to have a draft. I was fortunate in 1972, the Vietnam War was just trying to come to a climax. And I had to go register. I was in Magnolia, Arkansas when I turned 18 years old. And I went into Magnolia, Arkansas, and went into the courthouse. And I went to uh, with the registrar's office where you had to register to, to, to get your draft card. And I walked in there and sat down, and this man looked at me and said, Son, I don't know where you are or not, but you're a lucky man. I said, Why? He said, I'm going to give you a draft card today, but they're not drafting anymore. They're not drafting anymore young men or women. To go to Vietnam, they're pulling out. And you know what? I got a, a draft card and I never heard from Uncle Sam again. I was blessed. But I know people. I had family. 
that weren't blessed that way. They fought. And some of them died. Amen. And they did that for a reason. For a cause. And we call it today our just cause. And it is a just cause. Jesus says, no greater love does a man have for another than one that lays down his life for his friend. That describes our soldiers. That describes what they do. That describes who they are. Yet we are all soldiers of his cross. We, at our salvation, we, I guess you'd call it our draft time. Amen. I'm glad for that draft, aren't you? Right. One that I have been pleased with. When the Father of all glory calls us and tells us to go to His Son to be saved. And when we go there in repentance, the Son saves our souls, fills us with the Spirit of God. He takes His residence inside of us and we dwell in Him. We become brand new. All the old things are passed away. All things have become new because of Him. And we are His soldier from that day forward. We go where He asks us to go. He go. We go where He tells us to go. And listen to me, we're supposed to do what He tells us to do. In the army, in the natural army, what would happen if you told your commanding officer, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> what would happen if you told your commanding officer I don't feel like it today or you looked at him and said I know where you want me to go but I'm not going I know that you want me to do this but I'm not going to do it listen if we did those things in our man's army today, whoo, you would be getting some discipline. You'd be, you'd be peeling taters for the rest of your life. Scrubbing commode with your own toothbrush. Down on your hands and knees watching. Listen to me. The captain of our salvation does not do us that way. We get to willfully Choose Him. Serve Him. And at the same time, He allows us to willfully disobey Him. Amen. What if He was like a commander? Jesus becomes the enlisting and commanding officer of our life. He don't force it on us. He don't put us in a boot camp. He don't do any of those things. He gives us His Spirit to give us the power to accomplish those things. And do you know what dictates whether we do them or not? Oh, y'all ain't gonna like this. Our love for Him. Amen. The way you live your life after Christ saves you is how what you think of Him. Oh my God, help us. Help us. That we don't become so disillusioned that we think God got something when He got us. Amen. No, so disillusioned that we think we can spit on His Word, deny His Word, 
disobey his word and it's all good. We better never get that way. <clears throat> because see, although he may not do something to you here, one of these days there's going to be a big reckoning. Right. And you're going to be standing in front of him. Right. And oh my, the captain of our salvation is going to show you what the captain means. Right. Amen. So we need to make sure that we are committed to him, that we are faithful to him, that we are following him. And here's something else. We are to hear him. And I want to tell you something. When you're in a military setting, unless you get separated from your unit, hey, that happens in the church too. You get separated from your unit. <laughs> you just get away from it. You don't like the way the units run. Or when the battle gets tough, you scatter the <coughs> good fight. Amen? <coughs> It's important because the commander is the one that tells you where to go. Our commander, our captain, tells us these very things. We're not to scatter from him. We can't get away from him. You might think you are, but you're not. David tried that, remember? And he said, if I go to the highest mountain, there you are. If I go to the lowest valley, you're there too. If I go into a cave, there you are. If I go to the depths of the ocean, you're there. That's our God. That's our commander-in-chief. That's our captain of our salvation. You don't get away from him. He sees all. He knows all. And he sees everything. So Jesus says this to us in John chapter 10 and verse 27 and 28. He said, my sheep, you can put soldiers there if you want to, they hear my voice. You know what's wrong with a lot of people today who call themselves Christian? They ain't heard him in so long they don't even know what he sounds like anymore. God help us to get our head out of the clouds, to get our head out of the sewers, to get our head out of the gutters and put our heads up straight and tune our ears to hear him speak to us. Oh, it's quiet here, isn't it, on Veterans Day? Amen. Our veterans here know what I'm talking about. They know what happens when they don't do what they're supposed to do. They know what happened to them when they disobeyed an order. They understand this. Of all the people in this room, the ones that stood up understand what it means to be a soldier of the cross. So they were a soldier of men. He said... My sheep or my soldiers hear my voice and they follow me. And I, oh, what a reward we get for doing that. And I give them eternal life. And they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. I get so upset with people. We were talking about it at men's breakfast yesterday. By the way, Brother Jerry Barry did our uh, service here. He did a great job. Thank you, Brother. And I don't know how anybody can believe that some man can pluck you out of God's hand. Amen. Amen. But the question always comes, is that where you are? Are you in His hand? 
Are you hearing His voice? Are you following Him? Because that's what Jesus said His sheep do. That's what Jesus said His soldiers do. They hear Him. They follow Him. They obey Him. Can you say that about your about your tour of duty with Jesus so far? He give you eternal life. We want to claim that part. We want to claim the reward. But you got to do the work to receive it. Amen? Amen. Our mighty quiet. Jesus is the captain of our salvation. You want to turn with me, if you would, to the book of Hebrews. The book of Hebrews states that very thing. Hebrews. Chapter 2. Listen to these words, beginning in verse 9. But we see Jesus. I like that, don't you? Some of you ain't seen Jesus in so long, you don't forgot anything about it. It's time to see Jesus. It's time to come to that place of revival and rededication where you see Him and feel His presence. It will make your life so much better. It will make you feel so much better. It will take all of the little things that's troubling you and aggravating you and making you mad. It, it'll just all disappear when you hear Him. Amen. Amen. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels. Listen to this. For the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that He, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. He died for me and you so He could give us eternal life. For it became Him for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons unto glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect for sufferings. Amen. He suffered for us. And it made him perfect. You know why? Because in his suffering, he never sinned. Amen. He never sinned. When they plucked his beard out, I hear people all the time say, men aren't to have beards. I've heard that a lot. When I grew one one time, that lady wouldn't even hug me because they had a beard. <laughs> I said, Jesus had one. No, he didn't. Well, what did they pluck out of his face then? Amen. He had a beard. Right. Amen. When they did those things, when they blindfolded him, when they slapped him and said, who hit you? He never said a word. He suffered. He was humiliated. And yet he did not revile him. Why? You know what? We need to try to understand as good as we can why he didn't do anything to them people. A lot of people say, well, he was, had to go down on the cross. It wasn't just that. Amen? It wasn't just that. He had to be in obedience to the Father. And he could not sin. And why could he do it? I tell you why. Because he loves me and you that much. Amen. He loved those people that much. And if he had reviled them, you know what would have happened to them? Whoop. You know who he was. He didn't. 
be refrained. Don't tell me you can't hold your tongue. Don't tell me you can't hold your temper. Don't tell me that you can't not cuss. Don't tell me that you don't have to giggle at nasty jokes, that you don't have to watch filth and vulgarity on TV. Don't tell me you don't have to do those things or you can't do those things. You ain't giving him much credit because my Bible tells me I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. The question is, do you love him as much as he loved you? Do you love him enough to hear him, to follow him, to obey him, and to try your best not to sin and not use every excuse you can come up with to sin and justify yourself? There is no justification for our sin. Yeah. If we're children of God. Yeah. And yet we do it all the time. We don't even think about it. I know this ain't a very good veteran today. But like I said, our veterans understand where I'm coming from. They know what insubordination would bring them. They know what disloyalty would bring them. They know what disobeying orders would bring them. They know what <coughs> getting ugly with the commanding officer would do to them. You know, don't you guys? Amen. Yes, you know. Amen. <coughs> For both he that sanctifies and they who are sanctified are all one. For which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren. Did you know he's not ashamed to call you brethren? You know who I'm talking about, don't you? Jesus. He will call you brethren. Amen. Saying, I will declare my name unto my brethren in the midst of the Church. Y'all hear that? Mm -hmm. And we think we don't have to go. Oh, I go on Easter. I go on Christmas if it's not that day. <laughs> God help us. And again, I will put my trust in Him. And again, behold, I and the church and the children which God hath given me. We are the children of God and we have been given to the captain of our salvation. And we have been given to him because he is the one who bought us with the price. He is the one who shed his blood for me and you. We've got military people out there that will shed their blood for you so you can come to here today. So you can do anything you want to in this country. And they've died for that. That's right. Amen. But he gave his life even for them. He gave his life for the vilest of all. When he hung on the cross, he looked at the very people that had nailed him there. He looked at the people who were scoffing at him. And he said to them, Father, forgive them. Well, they don't know what they're doing. God help us to know what we're doing. Because we are His children. Because we are His brethren. Because He has empowered us. Because He has saved us.
because he has filled us with the Holy Spirit and he has given us the power to obey him and to do his bidding, to do his will. Let us stand up proudly and say, God, thank you. Thank you for Jesus Christ, my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving this soul. Thank you for taking this wretched man and washing me in his precious blood and giving me the power to obey him the Father and the ability to hear him speak to me. You know what an honor that is? When you hear the voice of Jesus Christ talking to you, do you know what an honor that is? Do you know what it took to that honor to come to you? You know what we need in this country? Revival. Amen. We need a spiritual awakening. We don't need to get woke. We need to get awakened Amen. by the Spirit of God. Amen. Amen. I'm going to read one more scripture. And I'm going to close. He gives us what we need to do what he's asked us to do. We don't send our military people into the into harm's way unless they're fully equipped. Amen. You ever see them on TV? You saw them on this video where they got them humongous backpacks. You, how, who can tell me how much one of them backpacks weigh full of ammunition, full of rations, full of first aid stuff? Can, can anybody tell me what one of them weighs? Close to 100 pounds. 100 pounds. Close to Anywhere between 80 and 100. He's loaded down with long sleeves. He's loaded down with a helmet. He's loaded down with armor. Pierces armor that keeps bullets from penetrating him. And he has a 100 pound pack on his back. And he's got on boots. And yet he trudges on. Uphill. Downhill. Why? Why does he need all that? So he can be equipped. To do the work that he's committed and faithfully doing. Amen. You think, no wonder the Lord told us that we were soldiers of the cross. Because see, he has fully outfitted us. He has given us everything we need to accomplish the task that he has placed before us. Listen to it. This is Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10 through 18. Listen to this. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Some of us ain't suited up too good. Because every time the devil throws a dart, it hits a bullseye right in the center of us. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. And there's a lot of that in high places right now. Amen. Amen. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, why? That you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Are we in an evil day? Amen. Amen. 
And having done all to stand, have you done all you can do to stand? Or are you just playing like you're a soldier of the cross? Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with, I love the first one, truth. Not lies. Not made up things. Not a changed gospel. But truth. And having on the breastplate of righteousness. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of grace. Above all, taking the shield. The shield of faith wherewith we shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. You know what? Some of your shield looks like this. You know why? Because your faith ain't no bigger than that. You trust your own thoughts. You trust your own way more than you trust God's. You don't forgive. You don't forget and you get even. <coughs> That's the kind of shield you have. Because those darts that are hurled at you are designed to make you do contrary to what God wants you to do. And we need that shield of faith. That's why the scripture tells us without faith it is impossible to please God. You cannot please Him if you don't have that shield of faith in front of you. And it must be big. Amen. Amen. And it must be withstanding those darts that are thrown by the evil one and the wicked one. And then you have the helmet of salvation. You don't have any of this without that helmet on. If you're not saved, you're helpless and you're not a soldier of the cross. And then he gives us something powerful. All these other weapons and armor are defensive. They're to keep it from hitting us, tearing us apart. But he gives us one offensive weapon. He said, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Amen. Amen. Let me tell you something. You know why a lot of people can't fight the devil? They don't have enough of the Word of God in them to know how to fight. Right. Amen. They don't know how powerful this Word is. They don't know enough about the Word of God to get themselves out of a teacup with the devil. Right. And then he says to that, see it ain't just enough to have all this armor. There's something that goes with that. It gives us great power. Praying always with all prayer and all supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Do you know, I read somewhere, I've been something Brother Jerry put on, on the, uh, social media the other day. What did it mean when the veil in the temple broke in twain. What did that mean? It meant that now you have the power to call upon the name of a holy God 
because Jesus took away that which separated us from Him. And prayer is what He gave us for that. Now let me ask you this. Do you pray often? Do you pray a lot? Do you pray for the things that bother you? Do you pray for your enemy? Do you pray for those who despisefully or deceitfully use you? You know what? When we get there, we got the goods. Amen. 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 Or do you glare and you hate and you're angry and you will not pray for them? If you do, you'll pray, God, take them out. <coughs> Listen to me. It's not a game we're in. It's a war we're in. Amen. Amen. Right. The question is, whose side are you on? Are you a soldier of the cross? Are you a spy for Satan? You know. You know yourself. And you know by the way you live. Now listen to me. And I'm thinking, I know I'm going to close. You know the way you live. You know the way you think. You know what you put in front of your eyes. You know. You know what you listen to. And you know what comes out of your mouth. You know. And I got news for you. You may think nobody else in the church knows. But there's one that knows. Amen. He knows it all. He knows your thoughts. He knows what you hear. He knows what you place in front. You know, the Bible tells us don't put evil in front of our eyes. Y'all quit watching that filthy junk. He knows what you're putting in front of your eyes. <laughs> if you're watching something on TV that you wouldn't watch in front of your preacher, you need to quit watching it at home. Amen. <laughs> and you know what? I don't even mean nothing. Let me put it another way. If you're watching something on your TV that Jesus wouldn't approve of, turn it off. Amen. If things are coming out of your mouth that ought to be coming that you wouldn't say in front of Jesus. You know, I, I will never forget. I used to work with a bunch of guys and some of them pretty dirty talking. And they knew I was a Christian. They knew I didn't talk dirty. And I'd walk in a room where they were talking and they'd go to punching one another. <coughs> Hush. The new guys that come in the crew, Bob can verify this. They'd sit them down and say, don't cuss in front of him. And I thought they was angels. I thought, well, these are some nice guys. I never heard them say nothing Listen to me. That's the wrong way to do it. It's nice to have that respect for someone. But when you don't have respect for God, that is the sin. That is the sin. I pray that you are a soldier of the cross. I pray that you that he is the captain, the perfect captain of your salvation. I pray that you have on the armor of God because if there's ever a time we need it, it's right now. Amen.
I hope you felt at home today. Amen. God bless you. Don't get four o'clock this afternoon. Why? Uh, cancel. 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 No choir. No. Nope. I'm not going to sing. Pack at the same time. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so don't be here at four o'clock. Be here by five o'clock, and we're going to pack Christmas boxes. Don't. It's cool. Johnny Crow always gets them old, and you got to keep them level so a rubber band, and he always pokes them up this tall and puts them in a pile, and everybody else is boxing them. He don't ever do nothing right. I'm glad. If you want to come, you're going to enjoy it. I promise you. We're going to pray for each box. We're going to pray for the for those those children. We don't even know who they're going to, but God knows. There are going to be little notes that Carrie has prepared that we're going to sign and put our names on and, and tell them what we want and pray for them that's going to go in each box. It's going to be a personal time. It's going to be a time when you get to share Jesus with a child. Hallelujah. And they're going to open that box and see what's in there. Amen. I love y'all. Please be here and help do that. We, I don't know how many we have last year. We had 118, I think. Huh? It was a lot. Anyway, so maybe we're going to beat that this year. If we don't, we'll have what we have. I love y'all. Thank you for serving God. Amen. Amen. Thank you for praying to the Holy God. Brother Jerry, Barry, could you dismiss Gracious Heavenly Father, we just praise you and thank you for all that you do for us. We thank you, Lord, for those veterans that are here today. We pray that you bless them, Lord, for the price that they paid. Uh, and we, we thank you for those that are serving now. And we pray for your protection over them, Lord. Lord, we pray that every morning we can remember to get up and put on the shield of armor, the shield of God, yes. to guide us through these days and through these turbulent times. But we know that you're coming soon, Father. We don't know when for sure, but we do know you're coming. And we pray that you'll get, uh, let each and every one of us be prepared for that yes. and to be looking forward to it and to look for you every day. Yes, we pray that you bless this congregation, Lord. We pray that you bless our pastor who delivers your word, who delivers it straight out of your word. We thank you so much for him. And we just pray that you'll guide each one of us through this day. And let us always keep you in the forefront of our thoughts. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.